0: That's the great question, isn't it? How do how do we keep these mindsets uh, that we kind of get into from becoming a trap? And uh, and so if you we started this series last week. Last week we talked about the trap of a victim, the victim mindset that uh, that leads us into a trap. And if you missed that, uh, you can catch it on our YouTube channel, and uh, would encourage you to do that. Today I want to talk about the negativity mind trap. It is a cousin of the victim mind trap. Um, They are first cousins, I think, Um, but uh, negativity mind trap. And and to understand this and kind of introduce it, um, what's the definition of negativity? Well, negativity is the expression of criticism or pessimism, and it manifests itself in an ungrateful spirit. It manifests itself in an ungrateful spirit. It's like, you know, <clears throat> oh man, the weekend's over. I got to go to work. Rather than, you mean you have a job? You actually have a job? Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. I got to go to work. I got I to hand in my homework. Crazy teachers. And this is way too much. I can't believe it. It's like unbelievable. And, you mean you have an education? You get a chance to have an education? You see? Everywhere we go, everywhere we go, we, we have this negativity, which is an expression of criticism or pessimism, and it manifests itself in an ungrateful spirit. And, and, and so if we're going to replace that negative trap, that negative mindset that becomes a trap, we've we got to replace it with something. And so what are we going to replace it with? And you think, well, let's replace it with happiness, which I have nothing against happiness unless, unless you're using sin to make you happy. If you're using sin to make you happy, you're just like, I know it's a sin. I know, you know that, that, that it's not something that I should do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why are you going to do it? Because it makes me happy. Okay, well, <clears throat> that's just going to lead you to a pile of tears, Okay, because that's going to lead you to a place, I guarantee you, when you take that to its end, it'll take you to the city of pain. And when you live, I don't know too many happy people that live in the city of pain. So I don't have anything against happiness, but you've got to understand what happiness is. Happiness is an emotion based on circumstances and outcomes. Like you could be as happy as can be at nine o'clock and by noon, you're in the dumps. I mean, oh, look at that. Ha, ha, ha. A Kit Kat. Well, that makes me happy. Look at that. That's unbelievable. I love Kit Kats the Kit Kats are good. Um, not quite as good as Twix, but they are good. Uh, oh, that makes me really happy. Um, the thing that would make me even more happy is if there was more candy. Oh, look at that. More candy. What is it? A Jolly Rancher hard candy apple stick? That's gross. Who in the world in the right mind would ever make anything like that? That's disgusting. Anyone, that's just wrong, right? That's just wrong. They shouldn't shouldn't even make anything like this. See, got two things going on right here. Two things going on. One is, whoo, that the Kit Kat makes me really happy. And then all of a sudden, whoop the apple stick no not so much but what else see i was criticizing the fact that there was actually candy available and someone else someone else may love that candy but it's not okay that they love that candy why according to me cuz whatever i like is what everyone should like And so if you like the Jolly Rancher hard candy apple sticks, well, that's just not okay. And I'm not okay that that's the candy, even though there was actually candy available, and so I actually have manifested it in an ungrateful spirit. So if we're going to replace this negative mindset with something else, happiness isn't the best option to go for because it comes and it goes. So let's look at another one. Joy. Well, what is joy? Joy is, the, is gratitude rooted in grace. <laughs> Boy, that Kit Kat. It was going down. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo. clears throat> I'll be with you in a minute. <clears throat> joy is gratitude rooted in grace no matter what the circumstances are. It's... All hell could be breaking loose and it wouldn't matter. Joy isn't rooted in circumstances like happiness is. Joy is gratitude. It is rooted in grace. And no matter what the circumstances. So let me let me if if, if we're gonna do any progress in in getting rid of this negative mindset and replacing it, we've gotta get back to the root we got to deal with the root. So let me see if I can help explain it. Today's a little bit heady, so I'm going to try and do a, 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 a good job of making something that's a little bit heady, as simple as I can possibly make it. See, <clears throat> at the root of who we are, at the root of who we are, we, we, we allow one thing or the other to control what's going on in our heart and in our life, to manifest itself up through us, depending on which route we are allowing to control us. It will either be self, or as Jesus followers, it will be Jesus and his spirit. And see, these two are in conflict with one another. They're, they're leading us in two completely different Directions. This one is all about me, but it actually leads to an ungrateful spirit. Jesus will take us to a completely different place with completely different fruit. The Apostle Paul, he, he talked about this in Galatians chapter 5. In verse 17, he said, the sinful nature wants to do evil. That's the root of self. But you're like, well, wait a second, Eric, I don't want to do evil. Actually, you do. You just don't classify it as evil. Just hold on for a second. I'll try and explain it to you. But the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants to do. The Spirit wants to to produce different kind of fruit in your life and in my life. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Which one is going to be the root of my life today? In fact, in this moment, every moment of every day, there is this battle going on inside of me of who's going to be in control of my life? Who's going to be in control of my tongue? Who's going to be in control of my my actions? Who's going to be in control of my thoughts? Who's going to be in control? And, and at the root, if I'm going to have any progress, if I'm going to, if I'm going to fight for joy and replace this negative trap that I, I get myself into, I'm going to have to fight for it. And every day, I'm making a decision of which one am I going to allow to control me that day. So Paul, he, he comes up, and if you're familiar with the Bible, he comes up with this list, and I, I kind of want to just narrow in on the, on the middle part of the list. Hostility. This is Galatians 5, verse 20. If you're going to have the root of self, in other words, if I'm going to have the root of self, and, and, and that's what everything permeates through my life, and at the root of it is self, then I'm going to have hostility. Hostility. Why would I have hostility if the root is self? Because you're not doing it my way. And that's making me a little hostile. And, and, and I'm not doing it your way. And so we have hostility, quarreling. Why do I have quarreling? Because you're not doing it my way. The root of, 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 of everything that, that, you know, the world surrounding me is self, myself. Jealousy this is why I'm looking at everyone else's chips to see how many chips are on their table. And, you know, and, and I can't celebrate a win for you because I didn't win that much. so I can't celebrate it for you. because the root of me is self. Outbursts of anger, you better believe it. Why are you angry? Because you're not getting what you want. That's why you're angry. And and if I'm not getting what I want, what's the root of that? Self. Selfish ambition. Everything that I do, all of my goals in life, these next steps as I graduate from high school and and the vision of what I want to do with my life, is the root of it self? Selfish ambition? Dissension? Why is there dissension? (laughs) Because you're not doing it my way. Division, why is there division? Can I say it again? You're not doing it my way. Envy. Your stack's bigger than mine. Your husband's better than mine. Your wife's prettier than mine. Your stuff's bigger than mine. Your stuff's more expensive than mine. And on and on and on. And the root is self. And it, and it manifests itself in an ungrateful spirit. One of these is going to win. Every single day of our life, one of these is going to win. And we have to fight for this root and if we allow Jesus to permeate up through us and his spirit to come through us, he'll produce a different kind of list, a different fruit in our lives. Love, joy, there's our word. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. As long as you are making self the root of your life, you will never produce these things. And yet the world is going to tell you, no, 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 no. Bigger, better, shinier, more expensive. If you get this, if you get that, if you get the other thing, it's going to lead to this. No, it won't. As long as the root is self, it will never lead to this. So... <clears throat> What are we going to do then? Well, Paul says something's going to have to die. He says so in Galatians 5 24. He says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature. They've nailed the passions and desires of self and they've crucified it on the cross. Something's got to die, one of them's got to win. See, if joy is going to live in your life, something else is going to have to die in your life. And it's this self. See, winning the battle over the trap of negativity is dependent on the relationship between the vine and the root. Did you catch that? The winning the battle over the trap of negativity, this mindset that, that I get stuck in and I get trapped in, is dependent on the relationship between the vine and the root. Let me, let me see if I can explain it this way. See, one of the primary fruits we will produce as the vine when we are abiding is Jesus, as the root is Joy. When I am abiding in Jesus as the root, and I am the vine, and I am allowing the nutrients and the goodness and the grace of Jesus to permeate through me and out of me, one of the primary fruits that I will have coming out of me is joy. Why? Because at the root of it is gratefulness. I don't deserve any of it, and he's given it to me. I'm grateful for it. That's why one of the primary, primary fruits is joy. The primary fruit that we as the vine produce when we are abiding in self as the root is an ungrateful spirit. As long as I am making myself the root of everything that I am and I want and, I, and, and, and my life is all about, then the primary fruit that will come out of my life is an ungrateful spirit because I'm not getting what I want. And even when I get what I want, it's not enough, and it's not big enough, and it's not shiny enough, and it's not more expensive than everybody else's. You see... The bullseye enemy of joy that traps us in negativity is an ungrateful spirit rooted in self. The bullseye enemy of joy that traps us in negativity is an ungrateful spirit rooted in self. See, if joy is gratitude rooted in grace, if joy is, is I, I don't deserve any of it, and I'm so grateful that it's been given to me, rooted in grace, then the enemy of joy is an ungrateful spirit rooted in self. And if you're going to have any success fighting the, the trap of negativity, you've got to come back to the root. And something has to die. See, <clears throat> this spirit is of ungratefulness, is, it, it manifests itself in, in two different primary ways. It manifests itself in lots of different ways, but two really primary ways. We only have time to look at one. And, uh, and that is an ungrateful spirit rooted in self, expresses itself an entitlement. I deserve it. You should give it to me. I earned it. I deserve it. I want it. And you should pay. That's why it's a it's a cousin, it's the first cousin to the victim trap. I'm the victim. And and if you watch the victim, you know, I'm all of us can claim victimhood, and I'm not trying to take away from the pain of when you actually are a victim at all. There's pain involved. I'm just saying you can't stay there because you'll never move on from there. You'll be stuck there and trapped there. An ungrateful spirit rooted in itself expresses itself in entitlement. Many of you know that uh, my brother and I used to build log homes, and it uh, been a lot of years ago now. Um, but one of the funnest projects that we ever got to do um, was a house that we built. We would build all of our log shells at a log yard um, in Colorado, and then we would ship them to wherever they went. And in this particular case, it went to Coleman, Texas, which is an hour south of Abilene, and uh, and this guy, he, he was actually in the pig business. I don't know. He was a tremendous guy. And, uh, and, and this was the largest house we ever got to build. And it was, it was just one of those phenomenal projects, once-in-a-lifetime projects that, that you get to do. And so many times money is an issue, but for him money wasn't really an issue. And so it was just a lot of fun to, to build this incredible house. It was 8,000 square feet. Almost all of it was on one level, and, uh, and, and so it took seven semi-trucks to haul all the logs down to Coleman, Texas. And, uh, and so we hired some local loggers, local truggers, um, and then we needed uh, another truck. And so one of the loggers had another guy that he knew, and so we hired him um, to, to haul down as well, and a guy we didn't really know very well. Um, but this was a, one of those jobs that if you're in business, every now and then a job comes along that's just kind of gravy. It's like it, it just pays really, really good. And the, the amount of work that you, you do compared to the compensation is, is just really good. And, uh, and so for these truckers, this was one of those jobs. I mean, we compensated them really well to haul this you know, house down to Texas. And, and, uh, and when they were down there, all their meals were paid. All of their housing, you know, the hotel was paid. Everything was paid down there. I mean, it was kind of a vacation for them, and uh, and so we got down there one night, and the next morning um, we show up. It's beautiful morning, and uh, and we're setting the first row of logs down on the foundation, and the foundation was the right size, which is always a great, a joyous experience, um, and uh, and so you know, it was just, it was just. One of those, we were there, everybody made it. One, one truck, we almost lost a few logs on the 800-mile trip, which would have been very unfortunate. Um, but uh, everybody made it, and we're laughing, and we're having a great time. It was a joyous occasion. It was just wonderful. And, and Roy, the owner, um, he, he took everybody's order at lunchtime for Subway. He drives seven miles into Coleman and, uh, and gets all of us, um, a sandwich, and comes back, and we all sit down and sitting around for, for lunch, and, and, uh, and we're just laughing and having a good time, and, and all of a sudden, um, I hear, there's no pickles on my sandwich. Excuse me, what? I wanted pickles on my sandwich, there's no pickles on my sandwich. And Roy, being the unbelievable human being that he is, and thankful a a Jesus follower, um, and gracious, he just comes up he's like, oh man, I'm sorry, I I must have missed that. Do you want me to go back into town and get you another sandwich? Yes. You see, all of the joy that we were all experiencing, that fast. An ungrateful spirit, gone. Gone. You ever experienced it? You ever been the source of it? See, it's so easy for me to tell a story about someone else because I don't want to tell you the stories about me because I've got plenty of them. When I had an ungrateful spirit, and in the middle of, of joy, my ungrateful spirit just... Snitched out. A grateful spirit. And and I know you you sit back and you're like, how in the world could a guy do that? I really have no idea. I mean that's 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 why I remember it, because it was like, woo. So but it's easy to, to put it on someone else, but we do the same things. Waitress doesn't get it just right, and instead of being grateful for the fact that you're going to have some food, you live in a place where you can eat out, you're letting them have it in an ungrateful spirit. So many of, the, of your joyous home gatherings snuffed out with an ungrateful spirit that was manifested in self. See, entitlement, it robs joy. It robs it. And and it is impossible to, to shake off a negative mindset trap when we have the root as self. So what's the remedy? How do we fix it? Well, Actually, the, the, the other way that this manifests itself out is in shame. We don't have time to talk about shame, but the remedy for shame and the remedy for entitlement is actually the same remedy. The remedy for the entitled person or the person who feels shame is a revelation of God's grace to them, of understanding the gap between God's holiness and God's majesty and and, and my sinfulness. See, we, we don't understand the gap. We don't think that, that really we're, we're all that evil. And, and yet, I tell the story about that guy, and you're like, that's just evil. But we do the same things. See, it's understanding that the only thing, as a Jesus follower, the only thing that I am entitled to is death. Death. It's what I'm entitled to. In my sinful state, looking at God's glory and God's majesty and God's holiness, the only thing that I'm entitled to, the only thing that I deserve is death. And Jesus comes along, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> no. I'm gonna bridge that gap with grace and instead of you being crushed and instead of you dying for your sin, I'm gonna be crushed on your behalf and to understand the, understand the degree to which Jesus went that he was his cup of suffering came along and he said, you know what? I am willing to be crushed for you. I am willing to be poured out for you. And you don't understand the difference, you don't understand the gap between your sin and my holiness. And there's no way that you can bridge the gap, so I will bridge it for you, but it's going to require that I am crushed on your behalf. And I'm spit on on your behalf, and I'm mocked on your behalf, and I'm beaten and I'm flogged on your behalf. everything that you deserve, I am taking it on myself, and I'm giving you grace, and then I'm asking you to make the root of your life grace. The root of your life, Jesus. See, we don't understand the depth of the gap. We don't understand the width of the gap. The remedies, the same for the person with shame and the entitled person. It's a revelation of God's grace to them. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, and yet God's given it to me. And so I, if all I'm entitled to is death and I get life instead, then I live my life permeating from the root of a life of gratefulness. Not an ungrateful spirit rooted in self. That's why Paul, who was shipwrecked and beaten, stoned within an inch of his life, mocked, ridiculed, is able to sit down and write a letter to some Jesus followers in Philippi from prison. So Paul is writing this after having a life of suffering, but Jesus is the root, and right now he is unjustly in prison, and he writes this letter in chapter 1, he starts right off in verse 3. Every time I think of you, you Jesus followers in Philippi, I give thanks to my God. What do you have to give thanks for, Paul? What circumstance do you have to give thanks for? See, Paul understood what he deserved and what he would been given And the circumstance didn't make any difference. And so he's able to say, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. Why am I able to have joy and why am I able to give thanks? Because I understand that the root of my life is Jesus and it doesn't have anything to do with the circumstances. And he says in the letter, I'm hoping to come to you. I don't know if Jesus is going to let me come to you or not. I hope so. But if not, that's okay. Whatever the circumstance. I mean, he goes on. It's just it's, it's bewildering. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life. Which he did. Nero beheaded him. Never made it to Philippi. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God in the same way that Jesus poured his life out in a, in, in, in a form for me and shed his blood on the cross for me. In the same way, I'm going to pour my life out as a liquid offering for him. And just like your faithful service is an offering to God, And I want all of you to share that joy. And those of you who went through a theopraxis with me, what's that? Go through the process of observation. That is what he is talking about earlier in chapter 2 when he says, Jesus, who who was crushed on our behalf, he, he took his divine nature and set it aside as something not to cling to. And then he, he set aside his divine privileges and came underneath ourselves to serve us and do something for us that we couldn't do for ourselves and gave us grace. <laughs> That's the that. And I want all of you to share that joy. Has nothing to do with our circumstances. Has everything to do with who Jesus says we are in our position in Christ. That's why Paul can go on in Philippians, chapter 2, verse 18. Yes, you should rejoice. You should be full of joy, and I will share your joy. Paul, you're in prison. How in the world could you have any joy? Because the root of me is not self. The root of me is Jesus. Goes on, Philippians chapter 3. Whatever happens, whether I make it to you or not, which he didn't, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice, be full of joy in Christ, in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it, why? To safeguard your faith. Why am I telling you this, Paul says, to safeguard your faith? Because you know what happens when you allow the negativity trap to take control of your life and you're rooted in self. Yeah, you may have asked Jesus for forgiveness of your sin, but every single day you make a decision of which one is going to be in control of your life. And if you go down this path, pretty soon you're going to be disillusioned with who Jesus is. And it will shipwreck your faith. You're one circumstance away from saying, I'm out. That's exactly what will happen to you if the root of you is self. So Paul says, "I, I, I want to tell you this to safeguard your faith. Philippians 4, verse 4, always Be full of joy in the Lord. In case you missed it, I'll say it again. Okay, Paul, I think we're getting the picture. You want us to rejoice. (laughs) So here's some takeaways for you. You know, one of the things I, I think is critical for us in fighting for this mindset it's the first thing in the morning, and, and whenever it is that you get up, I'm assuming it's the morning. For some of you, it's not morning, uh, but whenever you get up, identify the things you're grateful for, and then repeat. In other words, when you get up, it's the first thing that rolls through your mind, i got to get on Facebook, because there's so much joy there. I just gets my mind right. I just click on the news, see what's going on in the world, because that gets my mind, n- n- not there either. I open up my, my phone and see what text came from work, because usually that's great news. See, you can't start behind the eight ball. First thing in the morning, identify the things you're grateful for. And then repeat. Application number two, don't ever replace what the root has given for the root. What are you saying, most? Don't ever replace what the root has given for the root. If the root is Jesus, Jesus has given you all kinds of blessings. All kinds of things in your life that bring so much happiness, so much joy. And maybe he's given you an unbelievable partner in life. Maybe he's given you an incredible job in life. Maybe he's given you children. Maybe he's given you, you know, all kinds of of, of stuff. and, 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 And don't ever replace what the root has given for the root. The root of your life should not be your children. The root of your life should not be your marriage. The root of your life should not be your job. Don't replace what the root has given you with the root. Say, thank you so much, Jesus, for this. I'm going to set you aside now, and then I'm going to make the root of my life something that you have actually given to me instead of you. Don't do that. It won't lead you to a good place. Oh, man, I gave it away. Balance your, you didn't see it, did you? Balance your negative friends with positive ones. Some of you, you you hang out with a whole bunch of half-glass empty people, and it's fine. You you should hang out with them, because you help bring some positivity in their life. But if that's the only friends you have, they're just, they're just negative. They're always negative, negative. Criticize, criticize, criticize in an ungrateful spirit. You've got to balance that out with some, some life-giving friends. Your friends will determine the quality and direction of your life. It's a principle. And then dance. As a recovering Baptist, I uh, I struggle with this one. Um, but you know, I was I was telling Natalie uh, in the in the Q and A um, that uh, you know the, the other day um, I actually think I was playing some '80s music. It was just you know, it wasn't even it wasn't even Jesus music. Would have been fine. It Probably would have been better Jesus music, but. Jen got up early, which doesn't happen very often, but she got up early that day, and, uh, and and I had been thinking about, you know, things that I was just so grateful for, and, and, uh, it was just, and I was just thinking about her and how grateful I am for her. God, God, it I hate it when I cry. So anyway, I just like, you know, and this, this song comes on, so I just grabbed her and we start dancing in, in the family room. That's it. Grabbing joy. Fighting for it. And you know what? She was a gracious partner because I have no idea how to dance. (laughs) But when you understand the gap that was filled, and I don't think in our human minds we can ever grasp it, if we just get a glimpse of the gap that was closed on our behalf... I mean, at least in this last song, you ought to, you know, make one shoulder, at least, you know, give him something, you know? That's it. It's it's like, it's just, it's the spirit of gratitude. I'm so overwhelmed with gratitude, I can't help but move. It's permeating out of me. It's Joy. pray with me. Heavenly Father, (laughs) I thank you that you are the author of joy. And you invite us into a relationship where you would be the root and you would lead us to a place of joy. And that joy can exist no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how bad the circumstances are. And if we're not experiencing the joy, we got to go back to the root. Are we abiding in you, Jesus, as the root, or are we abiding in self? God, man, you know I need practice at this. I pray for everyone here today and everyone watching online that you would help them. That you would help them to not just walk away from here and say, oh, that was good, and not do anything. But God, that they would actually digest it and they would actually act on it. Father, I love you. I'm grateful for all that you've given. Thank you for the victory we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Well, I'm a little out of breath from dancing. It was really fun. A lot of people really got excited to almost be given permission to dance, which was really fun. So thank you for that. Um, I was struck by how often God um, puts teaching, the Bible in front of us, the truth of God's Word in front of us when... We need it. And I think so often um, this is a busy time of year for so many yeah. people. And negativity creeps in so easily when we get going fast and doing life. Because when, when we don't stop to think, our default is to put self at the root of our life. And so um, can you just, I loved, I'm so glad you shared the story about you dancing in the morning. Um, but can you give us um, how to in the busyness of life to really keep and continue to keep putting Jesus as this
0: root? Yeah, I mean, I think in part of fighting for it, it's, it may not be long ex- extended periods of time necessarily. You, m- you might be able to get that one time a year uh, and you should fight for that. But lots of times it's a moment, you know, and like for Jen and I that morning, it was just a moment that was, it was just a sweet moment and there was so much joy and and that was what that's where the the dance came from was just a heart of gratefulness and joy and and when you do that it just it, it's like joy creates more joy and uh and so and that ungrateful spirit it doesn't take much of it to just steal it and so um i think fighting for moments, and fighting for the time it takes to really think through. And I'm not a big worship guy, um, but I have been uh, struck with trying to really hone in and pay attention to worship because it, it will bring you to a place of surrender and gratefulness. So it brings you to the place where um, where the root is Jesus, where it should be. And so I think worship is a, it is a place where, and not just singing a song. I'm not talking about just singing a song. I'm talking about really intentionally worshiping and, and, you know, you're engaged. You're not singing it and thinking about something else. I mean, you're engaged with that. I think that's helpful.
1: It helped me remember... Um, Paul says it was near the end, and it was the, it was the way to hold on to your faith. Do you remember what, part, what that word was? It was really good. I wrote it down, and I wish I brought it up here, but you all can look back. But just how this is of Jesus being the center and the root and all the fruit of, our, of being rooted in him comes from him and that gratefulness and how that keeps our faith. Yes. Um, there's a really good word. Yeah. That oh, dead steadfast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That like hit me. That, yes, joy and all these great things that make me feel good comes from that. It's great, but man, it holds on to my faith for me. Yeah.
0: yeah if there is something squirrely going on, or you you have some self awareness of man, I am really a negative person. Um, it's a root problem, and and. And lots of times I think we go to, it's a circumstance problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Circumstances that you're going through might be hard and they're not making you very happy. But peel back to what's going on at the root because that.
1: Yeah. And Paul's life of such a great example. Like he really did um, live for us a life of joy in circumstances that most of us never have to go through. And so, I mean, we just can go back and be like, it's not about the circumstances. And um, yeah, I, this is right where my family and I am at today. So I'm just praying that God would show you um, what he wants you to hear um, through this and um, that you would have a life rooted in Jesus and enjoy this week.
0: Enjoy your week. Thank you.